Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Fact, Fiction or Bullshit. Or for all my new listeners out there, the FFB podcast for short. Hi, my name is PJ, and every episode we'll delve into the unknown to look at the history, the facts, the theories and conspiracies, then ultimately decide fact, fiction or bullshit. You know me, ladies, gents and people, I love my pop culture. And if you didn't know already, my fave film of all times is Star Wars. Yes, I have some from that collection of films I like more than others, but if one of them films are on TV, in my house it normally stays on. I have them on 4K, Blu-ray, DVD and VHS. And yes, ladies, gents and people, I am that old. But truth be told, they didn't only take me to a galaxy far, far away. They introduced me to aliens and spaceships, which is why I guess I become really intrigued with this outer-worldly stuff. From aliens, UFOs, to UAP. It has fascinated me for years. And as I've said before on some of my other podcasts, I'm extremely jealous because most of the sightings happen away from the UK. So when I find something that has happened over here, that was not only witnessed, but was also photographed. And it wasn't just a photograph of a UFO on its own. The photo in, in question also included a Harrier jump jet. You know me, ladies, gents and people, I just had to investigate. If you didn't know already, we'll be speaking about the Calvine UFO incident. Well, I'll be asking the questions. Did this really take place? Could it have been a hoax? How was this kept secret for five years? And why was the MOD's official report never released? Join me as we delve down that rabbit hole once again and give this the FFB treatment. Before I get onto the podcast in hand, it has been an interesting few weeks within the UFO and alien community. First of all, you have them two so-called alien beings found in Mexico. I say so-called because I would like to see their bodies completely tested and by various scientists from around the world. Once this is done and they come out with the same answers, then I will kind of start to believe, and, and I say that because that is the way science works, and until that happens, I am very, very sceptical. Then you had the NASA news conference in which they discussed the possibility of alien life out there and the fact that they were actively looking for it. In my opinion, that whole conference was laughable. They know something is out there and they know they have certain craft. I just think they're trying to throw us off the scent. And this is why I decided to do this podcast today as well. It's about time that governments come out and say, we have craft. They're not of this earth, and we are back engineering certain technologies. We can't tell you what it is or where it's come from, but we do have them. Now for me, that would stop a lot of conspiracies from ever taking place. And this now leads me onto the podcast in hand. So first up, where is Calvine? Calvine is a hamlet located in Perth and Kinross in Scotland. It's sandwiched between the A9 to the north and the Highland Mainline Railway and the River Garry to the south. 
and as the crow flies, it's about 70 miles from RAF Lossiemouth. Which now leads me on to actually what happened. On August 4th, 1990, two hikers out in Calvine were walking along a path when they heard a sound like a low hum sort of sound. And just out of instinct, they looked into the sky. And that is when they realized they were not alone. Up in the sky, they saw a large, diamond-shaped flying object. Now, more often than not in most UFO sightings, it's only hearsay. I see this, I saw that. But today was different. They actually done what most of us would do in normal life, and they actually took pictures. Six of them to be precise. And this is when they noticed that they'd not only taken pictures of this diamond-shaped craft, but also that of a Royal Air Force jump jet Harrier. Some say that this is the best picture ever captured of a UFO in the UK. The two hikers claimed that this craft just hovered there for about 10 minutes, before ascending vertically at high speed. So what next? The two hikers had the photos developed and handed them and the negatives to Scotland's Daily Record newspaper. And according to what I've read, they then sent them in turn to the British Ministry of Defence. You know me ladies, gents and people, I have a question though. Surely, this is front page news, right? Surely I would just publish them straight away or, or am I missing the point? But then something else come to me. I, I, I don't know how how this would work. I mean, unless uh, like all the newspapers have like a sort of due diligence when it comes to things like this, where they might need permission to publish this as it could be deemed a matter of national security. I'm not sure. But what next? Them photos and negatives disappeared. Of course they did, ladies and gentlemen, people. The Daily Record got in touch with the MOD to ask when they could have the photos and negatives back. The MOD stated that they'd already sent them back. In my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, people, these sorts of things happen way too many times. And then, just like that, the photos and the incident were swept under the carpet, never to be seen of again. Well, that was up until 1996, when Nick Pope, who worked on the MOD's UFO desk, mentioned them in his book. What was significant about this claim was that up until the book's release, no one in the UFO community had heard of the photographs, and up until that point, no media source had ever published stories about them. It's mad to think that if this book had never been released, we would never have heard about this incident. And it does make you wonder though, how many times have they done this sort of thing? And if it truly is nothing, why don't they just say so? The more times you cover stuff up, which will eventually come out in time, the more the public will always question you, even though you are telling the truth. What I would also like to know is, where are them two hitchhikers? And why have they not been identified? Also, I know you ladies, gents and people are probably asking, the same question as I was thinking. If them photos and negatives disappeared, how comes there's a picture sitting on the internet? And that is because one was found. Amazingly, former Royal Air Force press officer Craig Lindsay still had a copy of it. I want to add this though, ladies, gents and people. I don't know if it's the original one or a copy of a copy, if you know what I mean. 
What I've read though, they have said it's the original. He held on to this for 32 years, hoping that one day someone would come looking for it. And someone did. Lindsay handed over the picture still in its daily record envelope to David Clark. David Clark is from UAP Media UK, and they are a campaign group working to provide information, context and resource to the UK media and others to approach the debate on objects of unknown origin, but with a serious tone. And this is when this story hit every major newspaper and news outlet in the UK. This is when the world knew something had gone on. But I asked myself the question, how was he allowed to give that picture away? Would the MOD have said like, no, you can't do that. Well, you know, we're taking it back. No one's seeing that at all. Well, back then, well, I mean last year, you had the 30 year rule. And you can only classify something for that long before the freedom of information will come into force. There are exceptions to that rule, but I will talk about that later. So now on to what it could have been. I know when I first see this picture, and my first instinct is UAP or UFO, whatever your choice is. I'm gonna post both pictures, and I say both because they have the original and a 3D colorized mock-up of what it could have looked like. I know I've not posted much on my Instagram recently, but I'm gonna try again a little bit harder. And it's when you look at the 3D mock-up that gets me thinking, but more on that in my conclusion. So, if not aliens, a secret military craft then? If not either of those two, maybe a hoax? And I want to address the hoax part right now, as I know after reading Reddit for a few hours, there are a lot of debunkers out there. If it's a hoax and you as a nation know that these said pictures exist, and that they've been seen and spoke about, just come out and say it's a hoax. Don't hide it away and hope no one finds out about it. Because eventually they do, and that's when the questions come. For me, why this is not a hoax? The MOD have both the names of the hikers, they have the details on what's happened that day. However, in their reports, their names and the names of everyone involved have been redacted, and they will not be considered to be shared until at least January 2076. And yes, I did say that, 2076. Now, if it really is a hoax, that's just too much hassle, right? Now, onto my conclusion. Did this event in whatever guise you see it, whether it be a UFO, a secret military craft, really take place? Fact, fiction, or bullshit? In my opinion, it's a fact. There's too much cover-up. The fact that they won't divulge any names until 2076 and that this picture was analysed by senior lecturer in photography at Sheffield Hallam University, Andrew Robertson, who said that the image had shown no signs of manipulation. I just believe an event like this really took place. So if not a hoax, what could it have been? Could it have been a UFO? In my opinion, that's bullshit. And it's not until you look at the coloured mock-up that you see an ever so slightly towering. For me, ladies and people, I think that this was a secret military plane that was being tested. A lot of people have said that this could have been the fabled secret Aurora aircraft or the TR-3B. 
type them two planes into Google after you listen to this podcast. Look at the pictures. Then look at the pictures that I've posted on Instagram. And you'll see the resemblance. So for me, that's what I'm going to go for. This podcast has really intrigued me. Why hide this for so long if it's not real? Truth is, I believe it to be real. And they just don't want no one knowing that we possess this sort of capability. The next question has come into my mind. This was 1990 and we are now in the year 2023. What sort of aircraft do we have now? And for me, ladies and gentlemen, people, that's a scary thought. With everything that's going on in the world at the moment, with David Grush, with the Mexicans saying they have these alien bodies sort of things, with NASA coming out and saying the things they had, I just had to do a UFO one this week, you know me, ladies and gentlemen, people. I just want to say thank you for the love. The listeners keep going up. I'm getting more and more feedback, which is kind of really, really nice. Do you know what I mean? Um, I just want to say, if you like the podcast, share the podcast. The more you share it, the more episodes I do, it works in a circle. You know you know what it is, ladies, gents and people. Uh, I just want to say, like I always say, look after yourselves and each other. And until next time.